This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey Geekscapists, welcome to our brand new Geekscape episode. This is Jonathan London, the great mumbler who just bulldozes through words like welcome to our brand new Geekscape episode and let me just give the lowdown on Geekscape if this is your first Geekscape. I like to sit down with a different guest from the worlds of movies, video games, comic books, pop culture and talk to them about maybe the stories they tell or the stories they consume or really the whole fabric of pop culture because hey it's popular as hell right now to be a geek and we've kind of inherited the world remember when i used to get my head smacked around uh in high school middle school uh i remember in middle school <laughs> i'm gonna not uh i'm not gonna not say the name but i remember uh having uh like being pinned to the wall <laughs> and like having a, a like a, a hand around my throat and like I was the easy prey, so like, for this dumbass, <laughs> not a jock, I love my jocks, uh, just deadbeat, um, for this bigger kid, uh, it was just easy, pre- like London is easy prey, I was pretty quiet, I was a quiet kid, believe it or not, in middle school, I had braces and glasses, some of you have seen the, the photos on social media, and um, and I remember... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I knew the kid had it out for me. The word on the street, the word in the halls was that the kid had it out for me. And um and he was much bigger and uh and um yeah, I mean you could have guessed then nothing was really he wasn't really going to amount to anything. But uh I remember begging not begging. Well, begging was beneath. No, nothing was beneath me at the point at that point. I remember begging my teacher for whatever class period that was, to let me stay in the classroom when the bell rang uh, so that I could, like, after the hallways had cleared, go late to the next class. <laughs> because, but the thing is, like, I'm in that class. I, I'm not in the following class. The following class is who I should have negotiated with. I should have negotiated with 
the teacher whose class I was getting to, but I didn't have access to that person because I wasn't in their classroom uh, yet. So um, I remember like really filibustering in the classroom and when the topic came up that I was going to be late to my next class, I just laid it out. I folded like uh, I, I, <laughs> I folded like a deck of cards. I just said, hey, there's a kid out there. Word is he wants to beat me up. Um, he's looking for me. <laughs> this is some three o'clock high shit. And um, I don't want to go out in the hallway. I will get my ass beat. <laughs> and uh, suffice to say, uh, they did not chaperone me to the following class. <laughs> I remember that teacher was like, well, too bad. I got to prep my next course. Um, but you got to go to your next class. You're going to be late. And um, I was a pretty good student. So uh, I remember going out of the hallway and just being like, okay, I know I need the stuff from my locker because... I need the book for the following class. I need to put away the books that I have, but I need the book for the next class. Maybe my, you know, my homework, whatever I needed. I needed to get to my locker. Uh, it's alphabetical. I remember it being alphabetical because I, I had lockers with the same neighbors for like my entirety of school. Um, and I remember it being alphabetical, so it would be super easy to find London's locker. And I remember just literally like a fucking movie. <laughs> Getting to my locker and being like, yes, I at least made it to this save point. And almost like a damn movie, I get the book for my next class out of the locker. I'm trying to be quiet. I'm trying to like stick to people, <laughs> like like be like hidden in the crowd. I'm trying to like not be obvious. Uh, I wasn't very, I mean, I was pretty ugly, so, like, I was uh, I was obvious, <laughs> and um, I, rem- I, I got to the locker, I remember opening it, putting my book in my bag, and being like, okay, now I just gotta get to the next class, and then closing the door, like a fucking horror movie, there is the guy, not at the locker, not, like, as soon as the door closed, but the, the, the locker closed, but, like, as, but closing the ro- locker revealed that he was coming down the hallway, with one or two lackeys and was like, you're my goal. I don't give a shit about being late to my next class because, well, my future's already fucked in the eighth grade or seventh grade or wherever we were in. Um, and I remember just being like, oh, shit. <laughs> There's no escape. I didn't run. I didn't uh, cower. I let him just like walk up to me and be like, you know what? If the beating's coming, bring it. I don't. I, I was. I don't think I intended to fight back because I was a good kid. I knew that that came with disciplinary actions. I was like, okay, I will take a couple fucking punches. I don't care. Uh, I didn't deserve any of it. And you know what? I let him put it. <laughs> This fucking sucks. I totally am remembering this right now. Um, I remember him putting his like his hands either on my collar and lifting me up as much as he could, or like they, I don't think they were on my neck. I think that they were on my collar, and he just like threw me up against the wall. And I was like, okay, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> and he was like, uh, I don't even fucking know what he was saying. <laughs> He's probably calling me a nerd. And uh, and I was just looking back at him, being like, okay whatever, (laughs) all right, like, 
I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to fight back. This is the pecking order of 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 middle school, high school. This is kind of what has to happen. I understand that we all drink from the same watering hole and every now and then the hierarchy needs to be established. I was very aware and made very painfully aware in the years prior of where I stood on the hierarchy. This guy was gonna put me in my place. I don't remember stepping out of place, but I was out of the place. And uh, I guess in his book, and uh, he had to he had to let everyone know that Jonathan London was a fucking nerd. And uh, he threw me against the wall. He talked about how he was going to beat me up. I said, "Okay." He never threw a punch. Never threw a punch. Didn't do anything. I think maybe there was too much of a crowd. I think at that point, uh, it, you know, he and his lackeys that makes two or th- two or three. And then uh, me, so we got about a crowd of three or four, and then everybody just kind of stops. You can't just do that stuff. In a way, I think my strategy of being in the crowd helped because as I was sitting there pinned to the wall, like staring down my, my beating, there was just too much of a, of a crowd. And uh, I didn't crap my pants. I was a kid in high school that did crap his pants. <laughs> I remember that story. I think we still talk about how that kid crapped his pants. Um, and I didn't get a wedgie, didn't get anything. I just remember getting thrown against the wall, getting threatened multiple times. And, uh, and then he realized this was bullshit or that it was going to make his permanent record, quote unquote. Remember in high school, this is going on your permanent record, uh, that his permanent, right? This guy might actually have a permanent record at this point, (laughs) but, uh, I think he realized, oh, well, this is useless. Um, I just want him to hit back the way dad does or whatever the fuck was going through his head at the time. <laughs> Poor guy. You know what? I have empathy for the kid. He was, he was clearly, uh, w- wrestling through some shit, but he wasn't wrestling with me. Nope. I was like, you know what, dude, whatever you got to get out of your system, your life might suck. Sometimes life sucks. Whatever you got to get out of your system, go for it. Punch me in the face, break my glasses, um, whatever you need, you know, I'm just trying to get to my next class, man. I think that's kind of how we are in, you know, in society. I think most people are like me. They're just like, you know what? Shit happens. Some of the stuff's uncontrollable. Some of it's random. Some of it's at the mercy of other people's BS. And shit, I'm just trying to get through my day. You know what? Take your swings. I'll still be here. And, um, that's it. Uh, (laughs) That is my experience of being the nerd in high school, in middle school. That was middle school. That was 7th and 8th grade. And then um, fast forward four or five years later in, in high school. And, um, and I think I did an okay job of navigating the social waters because I got voted uh, the equivalent of most popular. I, I was Mr. Westlake. So that was, that was both a shock to everyone, uh, but I think, hey, they liked me, and I and I was an alternative to the four other athletes. <laughs> I don't say other; I wasn't an athlete. Uh, I think there were five guys who were up for the guy portion of the most popular award, and uh, they like three of them were on a state championship football team. Uh, one of them was Drew Brees, still plays in the NFL, and 
is a cool dude. And then I think the other one was Chris Mim, who's a, a friend and who played uh, for the Lakers and Celtics and Cavaliers, and he had an NBA career. So two former professional athletes, uh, two others that definitely played college ball, and me. I'm the alternative. <laughs> so I think, if, I think when you do the math, it's not that I was the most popular, probably not, but I had cannibalized their votes. They, well, they had cannibalized each other's votes. So, like, I think what happened was people were like, wow, I, you know, I want to vote for a popular kid, but which of these four popular future pro athletes am I going to vote for? Uh, and I think they ended up, like, sharing each other's votes. And then there were, if, you, if you wanted to go up and vote and be like, no, fuck those guys... They made my life hell, and they probably didn't. You know what I mean? Like, people just have the stigma against the high school jock. Um, uh, I think I think if it was like, hey, I'm not voting for one of the jocks. I'm voting for this guy. I was that guy. And in doing so, I was the man of the people, and I won. So take that, dude, whoever you are, who pinned me to the lockers in, uh, I think, Seventh or eighth grade. <laughs> wow, the rabbit holes I go down doing this show and doing these new intros by myself. Um, you, you're all I've got to talk to, Geekscapists. You're the only people who really understand me. Um, and I love doing the show for you guys. Uh, it's a little bit of updates. I got my friend Brendan Steer on the show this week. He did a little movie called Velocipastor. He's not a stranger to Geekscape. We had him on the uh, on the podcast at Comic-Con this past summer. But now I've got him for the full hour, not just the smorgasbord uh, you know, mix of Comic-Con attendees that I put on the podcast every uh, summer at our Comic-Con special. Now I've got Brendan for the full length of... Uh, the podcast, we talk about filmmaking a whole lot. If you are a film nerd, you're going to love it because uh, he, Brendan went out and made this monster movie, weird Velocipastor movie that is totally blowing up uh, on social media and has sold out of physical copy, copies. Don't even try and get the Blu-ray until the next printing. I tried. Just don't do it. They're not there. Uh and uh, you can watch it on streaming, I think. But go watch Velocipastor and listen to our conversation. Uh, Brendan is awesome. He was an instant friend the moment I met him. And uh, I think you're going to hear hints at a future collaboration in this episode. Whether or not it happens, hey, this is a wacky town. But if you want to see it happen, uh, if you want to see us make the spinoff movie from the Velocipastor series... Definitely hit Brendan Steer up. Um, in other news, I'm going to go to Austin next week. My parents called. And we're like, hey, we're renovating the house. And we thought we were only going to renovate part of it. We're renovating the whole damn thing. And you have a lot of stuff here. And we will just toss it out. We're talking old comics. Old, I don't know what the hell I have. <laughs> but definitely old comics. Holy crap, my old comics. Uh, and my parents basically said, listen, like... Uh, this renovation's getting beyond the scope of what we intended. Your things that you have stored in the attic uh, and in other strategic parts of the house, my old bedroom, etc., uh, which is, has not been my old bedroom in a long time, but it has closet space that I have used uh, to store some of this stuff. Um, they basically said, "Hey, that's in the that's like in 
the bulldoze zone for this renovation uh, as we renovate the upstairs and the attic and all that stuff. Like, there's just no room anymore. I think they're renovating an entire floor and then doing so, they're putting everything on the second floor where I had stashed my stuff. <laughs> I'll go back and get it one day. Um, right. And then uh, they're going to destroy it. They wanted to throw it out. So I said, nope, I'm coming to Austin. So next weekend, I am going to Austin uh, for a few days to roll up the sleeves, get to work, and uh, I think I'm going to salvage my stuff and my brother Paul's stuff and put them in some storage bins, put them in some storage, and then start the next process of saying, okay, how do I consolidate all this and how do I bring this either to Los Angeles or gift it or, I don't know, send it to some Geekscapists, but how do I make this stuff from 20 plus years ago work with my life today? Do I still need it? What is here? I don't know, but uh, there's going to be some rolls down memory lane uh, next week and uh, probably not a Geekscape. But I will, I will tell you how that shit went when I get back on the podcast because I'm sure my mind will be blown by uh, who Jonathan was back in high school and all the stuff that he had in his parents' house that I'm about to get completely reacquainted with and be like, oh, damn, that's a valuable comic or... I was into that crap. Hmm, who knows? But I will, I will, I will update you guys. Okay, that's what I got. Maybe you'll get a Geekscape next week. Maybe, probably not. Uh, here's Brendan Steer. Enjoy the conversation. It goes to some really fun, awesome, great places, and I cannot uh, wait to see what's next from this guy. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, Geekscape! I'm sitting here with my friend Brendan Steer. Um, he wrote and directed a movie called The Velocipaster. I'm guessing he also gripped on that movie. <laughs> at, at, at times, I'm guessing that he uh, held the microphones or uh, uh, it's, PA'd. It's, it's I'm, not I'm, untrue. He, he, he catered a few of those. <laughs> um, I'm sure he cooked up some stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I'm a terrible cook. You, uh, you did some driving in the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, you know, when you say that you write and direct a movie called Velocipaster, I'm guessing you didn't just write and direct the movie. <laughs> No, no, I was the writer, director, editor, producer, and I was also in the dinosaur costume at times, so I, I did a lot on this movie. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. we're coming in laughing on this from a previous conversation, <laughs> um, uh, but welcome to, welcome to Geekscape. Yeah, thank you Fred so much, welcome. happy to be here. Your second time around, yes, because you guys were on the Comic Con special. Yes, correct. Geekscape, is, you can, guys can go back to like July and listen to that. It's a Frankensteining of everyone who came by the booth that I wanted to talk to. Uh, and that's where I met you guys. Matt yeah. Kelly was so excited. He's like, these guys made a movie called Velocipaster. you got to have them on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we pulled you into the booth and you guys talked to me for a little bit. Um, but... <clears throat> Now I got you on the show proper. We're sitting in your in your space. Yes, we're sitting we're sitting in your place. I've looked at uh, I've looked at your Blu-rays. I've uh, assessed you as a filmmaker as an intellectual based on your bookshelf. Uh, allowed, yes. And uh, and now I feel like we can comfortably have a conversation about you bringing coffee to your actors. Yes, <laughs> I mean because the other thing is you have to like keep you know I'm guessing you made Velocipaster for a low budget. Yeah, I'm not guessing. I read that. You, yeah, I was going to say it's me. very well documented. <laughs> but um, but one thing you got to do is you got to bribe them to stay around. Yes. Yeah. So like, it's not like a movie where you're paying people cush. Correct. You know, they're, they're not. You're yes. not putting them up in hotels. No. You got to keep them there. 
And you got to keep them coming back. Were there actors that quit on you, or people that quit on you during the making of this movie? Where it's like, hey, Brandon, like we're friends, but like this is too much. We had an uh, okay, so it happened twice. Uh, we had an AC that quit mm. on day two because he had a better paying gig and he bounced. A, a better paying gig being a paying gig. Uh, we, were, <laughs> we were paying him. That was the shitty thing about it. He had signed the contract and and he he just straight up broke his contract and bounced Fuck. like like a fucking asshole. To be oh, honest you guys with should you. spend the rest of the budget to sue him. I know, right? <laughs> hey man, uh, can you give us that money? <laughs> there was there was an actor I fired. Um, what? Yeah, it was the it was the dinosaur suit performer. <laughs> <laughs> because all right, all right, you would assume that that would be the easiest part of this movie to get filled. You would assume. And I, everybody assumed that. Me and all the other producers. And it kept being like a thing we kept kind of pushing to the back. Being like, oh, oh, we'll find someone for the dinosaur. Don't worry. And we got like a week before production and we hadn't found anybody for the dinosaur. And so we eventually... Doug, jo- Doug Jones isn't calling us back. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, we and we were posting things on like, you know, Mandy, Actors Access. Where, uh, where'd you guys shoot this? In Indiana? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Uh, but we were within a stone's throw of New York City. So that's where we were sourcing actors from. Um, and, and no one in New York wanted to be in this costume. So we ended up putting an ad on Craigslist. What time of year? This was uh, June. Okay, so it's hot as fuck. Yes, it is. It's very difficult to operate the costume. Um, it sucks. But, like, we could literally could not pay anybody to do it. And it was, like, latex? Foam latex? Yeah, uh, yeah foam latex. Yeah. Um, and it... So, eventually, we hired this guy. And everybody on set I trusted really, really uh, intimately, actually. They, they, we really bonded as, like, a, a unit. And so I trusted their opinion on people. And within two hours of this guy being there, four separate crew members had come up to me and been like... I don't know about the suit guy, dude. <laughs> and, and so I sat down with the suit guy, first day meeting well, him. What were the complaints that were coming up? I don't know. He's just weird. He was from, he was from New York? Yeah. He'd come down? Yep. Uh, I don't know. He's just weird. Was That's literally quote the unquote, consensus. I don't know. He's yes. Just weird. And so I talked to him, and I don't know. He's just weird. <laughs> like, he, he, Wait, he sitting really, down with him, he was, there was yeah. an unease? There was yes, an energy? Yes. He really wanted to get in the costume. And I didn't need him for another six hours. And he was like, can I just get, can I just get in the costume? I just want to like, you know, get the feel of it. And I'm like, we, we can do that like an hour or two before you're, you're ready to go, yeah. man. And he's like, yeah, but can I do it now? I just want to like get inside of it We're now. worrying about heat stroke. Yup. And you're down here like, yep. I have to become this animal. And so I, I fired him. I, I straight up was like, I don't want this weirdo on my set. Because and he just needed to be a velociraptor. I paid him what we had promised for the two days of work. And I sent him on his way. I told him that we were probably going to use CGI for the dinosaur. You fucking lied. You yes, fucking lied. Uh, while, while you're holding a C-stand, you're like... <laughs> like, you know, we're probably just going to get wet and do it. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> when, um, when they back the Brinks truck up with our yeah, budget. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, it's, it's actually funny you ask that because it's super important to me uh, when I'm directing... When, when you're directing a movie this low budget, yeah, nobody's there for a paycheck. Right. And so you need to you need to keep morale high and you need to actually take your crew's morale into consideration. For how many days? Uh 14. In, 14 or 15. And you guys would have a break on a Saturday or Sunday? No yep, break. Yep, correct. Break on Saturday and Sunday? I believe it was just Saturdays. Saturdays. Okay. Um, 
I, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, but you don't want anybody coming back on Sunday being like, oh, fuck this again. Right, right. Oh, man. And mercifully, we didn't have that. I did a good job. Yeah, because you fired the, you fired <laughs> the weird guy. Yeah, yeah. When I think about your movie, I think about Predator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because, um, and, and I'll explain. Because uh, there was a suit guy that was fired, John Claude Van Damme. You know this, Brandon. You don't know this? I did not know As this. big a... a as big of a film nerd as you are. I actually only saw Predator for the first time last year. Hey guys, this that's been real. Geekscape. Talk to you <laughs> I watched it on a plane from Paris to LA. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's, uh, enjoy Velocipazers. <laughs> I, I had just never seen it. And, and so I was sitting there on the plane and I was like, fuck yeah, this is the way to see Predator, probably. And so that's, that's my only interaction with Predator was on Air France coming from Paris to L.A. Great having you on the show, man. Yeah, great, yeah, yeah. Really great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for, you disrespectful son of a... Um, yeah, Van Damme was, was, supposed, to be was the supposed to be the Predator. He was... You can Google Van Damme Predator and there's pictures of him. This is before the Predator suit was even like finalized. It was Whoa. more of like this insect-looking creature. Um, I don't even know if Stan Winston had become part of the... Of, of the of the right. of, of it yet, but <clears throat> there was this weird. I think he had to act on uh, some level of stilts. It was not the predator suit that we know. Right. It was like this weird. Uh, it almost looks like a prey mantis type thing, <clears throat> and um, and he had just signed his deal with Canon, and sure. but it, but to do like uh, I think um, Cyborg, uh, Kickboxer, mm-hmm. and Lionheart. Got it. If I'm remembering correctly, Geekscapist, Bloodsport might have been in there. I'm not sure. But uh, it was also contingent on him not getting fucking injured. Oh. And, and he had extensions to his legs. Like there was a stilt yeah, yeah, thing yeah. quality, if I'm remembering correctly. And it, they were going to, uh, and he was like, I, I'm going to get injured. So yeah, I'm going to get hurt doing this. People say that, like, the rumor that, I, I've heard a couple of different rumors. One was that. He was very lackluster in the suit and was, mm. was not giving them much of a performance in trying to get fired. And the other uh, side of it is Van Damme saying, no, it was fucking impossible. Right, right. It was a level of, it was not the Predator suit that you know now yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's humanoid. Yeah, it yeah. Essentially, like, it's just a man wearing a mask. Yeah, so, yeah. so um, that's my uh, fired from being in a suit story for you but I have another Predator story for you that makes me based on weird actors supposedly the actor who played Tommy in the movie you remember Mm -hmm. Tommy he's Mm -hmm. the guy who fights him on the bridge or on the the log and he's like the kind of Native American dude Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he was a male porn star and Supposedly made everybody an, an e like uh, like he was just weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which is like why you wonder like why the guy wasn't in more movies. He would supposedly come out of the porn industry and looked like a fucking buff badass. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. Was sometimes important in porn, and now he's in Predator. Like you know, doesn't even put like blood on him. He stands on the log and like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you hear him die off off camera. Off camera, yeah. But, like yep, I yeah, yeah. That's it. That's, that's it. So, so bizarre. So when I when I think of a loss of pastor, I immediately think of uh, that a, guy a, of an iconic <laughs> uh, horror movie. Yeah, uh, iconic. It's kind of a horror movie. It's, it's yeah, I'll like take it. Friday Thirteenth. Yeah. Stru- Predator has Friday Thirteenth structure. Yeah. Yours has more of a uh, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take that. Going superhero. Yeah, I, I was thinking more Wolfman when I wrote it. No, but no, no. I, I absolutely accept that. No, nope. not going to give you Wolfman. Okay, not going to give you the obvious choice that I that escaped me. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but I want to actually talk about Animosity because oh, that, that's sure. the movie I don't know about. Yeah, of and course. like and like Animosity is the one you made in film school. Oh, yes, correct. And it was my film school thesis. It was your film school thesis. Holy shit! What a pretentious poster you have hanging in Thank your place. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> how many how many film school kids do you think make a poster that looks like a Criterion cover? For, uh, for their far high school <laughs> for their, far for their college thesis. <laughs> really? Yes. Um, well, those that can do it. I definitely, I, I definitely 100% found a graphic designer and told him I want a Criterion cover. I was just, I was just <laughs> like, fucking with you. I know, I know. Brandon, I was just messing with I you. Know. I was poking fun. I, I, I told but you actually did that. It. Yes, I did. I did. Yeah, it's true. Do I need you for this interview? Can I, can I, just, re- can I just read you like a book? Probably. Um, I kid because like I, I think we met for coffee a couple uh, like a month or two ago, and mm-hmm. and and what's funny is that like how much the journey parallels. Yeah. You know, because I've been in the shoes of going to film school and being like, "Hey, is, 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 was that your undergrad or was that your grad?" Undergrad. That was your undergrad, yeah. and just being like, in the mentality where you're like. I'm here, but there's, but I don't know if they're speaking my language. <laughs> yeah, 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 a hundred percent. Does but then when you think about it, does every film school kid think that? Because there are people when you think about film school in, in Geekscape, is I want you guys while you're on your phones or uh, laptops, maybe you're not driving right now, but you're listening to the episode. Beyond just sharing the episode, because I love it when you guys share the episode, I want you guys to go and Google this story. I've shared it on my Facebook. Brendan shared it on his Facebook. Um, what's the story that you wrote about um, low-budget filmmaking and how you made it? Oh, yeah. Because I, I found um, it to be awesome. Thank you so much. I, I published an article on something ghoulish. Uh, something ghoulish, Called yeah. Cast Your Dad. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was just sort of all... I've had a lot of people reach out to me uh, since Velocipastor and ask for advice. Um, mm. And so, honestly, genuinely, I'm getting like too busy to respond to all of them. And these are like human beings. These are like people. They're they, they're creative people. They are worthy of my time. Don't go too far. Okay. And so I wrote this article so I could just link them to it yeah. and essentially be like, here are all my generic thoughts on like what what to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I talk about film school in it quite a bit. Um, and yeah. All that. Um, so Geekscape is. I would like for you guys to go to somethingghoulish.com and search for Brennan's. Uh, a piece if you have not seen it. Um, some of you follow me on social, so you may have seen it. But if you haven't, I found it to be, like, it just, it was, I thought it was great. I thought it, was, it did exactly what you intended to do, which Thank was you. give her a nice piece of accessible, relatable advice on your angle towards the process, which is yes. not a catch-all for everyone. Mm-hmm. But it never is, right? You know, and in, in, in as I was, uh, we had a cast and crew screening yesterday for uh, the. F- it's it's only an eighteen minute movie, but we did it with the Geekscapists helped us crowdfund uh, a movie called Chasing Fletcher Allen, and we did the cast and crew screening yesterday, and we just wanted to see after months of post, like what do we have? Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know yeah. what I have, and luckily, I think luckily, no, just. Uh, thankfully, uh, the cast and crew they they laughed at the right places, they listened at the right places, and they, some pleasantly surprising places they also laughed and, and awesome. listened. So that was like, oh shit, they got that great, awesome. Yeah, uh, and we'll see how it rolls out to festivals and Geekscapists. Uh, thank you guys for putting that movie together. But um, what I was explaining in the conversation today was going into an, another feature movie. 
<clears throat> I don't know how close this movie is that we just finished to the, the feature that we're trying to put together and how useful that short is. And what I'm trying to say is this is not an assembly line. Yes. So when you read this article, some of this stuff is going to resonate. Mm-hmm. I think the nugget, the core nugget of get out there and fucking do it is yeah. going to resonate. The core nuggets that you talk about, hey, you got to set yourself up to be lucky, lucky that mm-hmm. resonates. But the actual nuts and bolts process, yeah, totally different. Interesting. We are not yeah. making widgets. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the problem with making a short film, as I did, to try and make a bigger movie. Mm-hmm. They're completely different stories. Oh, very different. That that's the, the same thing happened to me with Velocipaster's short versus mm-hmm. the feature. Mm-hmm. Um, Even in trying to make the same totally story. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it is seriously, you know, there's Doug and Carol. There's a character that's obviously kind of a proto-Frankie mermaid in the short. Mm -hmm. There's like, there are these, and there's the same dinosaur costume. Like, there's these elements. Physically the exact same dinosaur. So by the time the guy from New York came down, it was super stinky. And he he was like, I need it. Yep, he was like, just let me get inside (sighs) for like 10 minutes. Just 10 minutes. I came to feel alive again. <laughs> and, and I said to him, "Thank you so much for your time. Um, please leave. <laughs> we will have a taxi take you to the train in Dover." <laughs> uh, and, Excuse me, sir. Do you have an erection? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it it genuinely felt that way. Um, it, but but yeah, even even between because the stories are different sizes. Of course. For four minutes, you a short film is a single idea. And that short film was four minutes. Four minutes. Yeah. Um, it was well. It was a fake trailer. Because uh, it came it's out a sizzle. Yes. Well, it, it, but it has narrative. Yes. Okay. Uh, the whole I made it back I in 2011. It. Okay. So Grindhouse had come out recently, mm-hmm. and so to me, making a fake trailer that could just tell a whole story with no intention of like going on, like that is the film. Sure. That was really novel. Like now, it's super overplayed. But to me, at the time, I, I was really I thought that was cool. I thought mm-hmm. it was a fun, exciting way to do it. So I made it for a class project, and. Um, you know, I honestly the fun to me of the original trailer actually wasn't even writing it. It was I, I shot it on sixteen millimeters, so it was playing with the physical film. Mm-hmm. Like I, I baked the film in an oven, I, I buried it, I scratched it over everything in my bathroom, uh, and then yeah. I developed it. <laughs> and then you cut it on Steamback, or I did not. I did digitally. Edit. Fake. Go back. I know, do it again. Right? Sorry. No. Uh, they they had actually <laughs> after <laughs> all that indie <laughs> after all that shit you went through, they they had just gotten rid of the Steambacks uh, in my school. Oh no. That year they're pains in the ass i've heard and yeah. so i was sort of like eh, I'll, I'll just do this final cut <laughs> yeah. and so i did but, but, but they had a scanner yeah a film yeah. scanner at the school oh oh no i had to pay to scan the film it's expensive it's very oh. expensive and that was 16 super 16 it was super 16 and it's so ex- it's like just finding gauges yep. like what's crazy is that black magic actually made that gauge a couple years ago mm-hmm. like that film scanner yeah and, yeah and you can use it it supposedly is awesome and it's only a couple thousand dollars I've but heard. Uh, I remember rescanning Gay by Dawn for a 10th anniversary screening at a film festival. Yeah. And I had never seen the film again. Like, we, yeah, yeah. We, we shot on film, we scanned it, we cut, and then I couldn't afford to make... This is 2005? Mm-hmm. So, it ended up on beta, and it was always on beta. Yep. It was on beta tape. And, yep, and, yep, and yep. generations just turned into generations, and, mm-hmm. it, and it was nasty. And then yeah. when I got asked for a 10th anniversary screening, I said, well, this is the time. It cost me to, to scan 
the film's 10 minutes. I think we, we, I don't know how many minutes, maybe, I don't know. But it cost me two grand to yeah. rescan the, yeah, that the sounds film. Yeah, right. And the, the great thing about it is that seeing it again in 2K, which is what the 16 equates to, mm-hmm. like, I was like, holy shit, this is actually yeah. a beautiful looking movie. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen this movie I'm, since the night we shot. I'm dying to rescan the original trailer. I, I haven't had time or money to do it yet, but I'd really like How to. How many film reels? Sorry? How many film reels do you have? Um, I think it's four or 500 feet, if I remember yeah. correctly. I think I had 2,000 feet. Yeah, because that it, sounds yeah. about right. So you, it, if you have four or 500 feet, it would cost you a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I just have to get but, around but like, doing it. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not even that. It's like, but where's that hundred dollars? You know, it's like, yes. we're, we're indie filmmakers. Oh, like, God, where, yeah. Like, no, that like, comes from your pocket. Like, you where, you where, gotta where, wait for like, you gotta wait for like a paycheck. I spent, That's... I literally spent two grand to rescan the movie for my own ego. Like, <laughs> yep. I wasn't, I wasn't gonna make two, three grand <laughs> right, back right. on a 10 year old movie yep. just because I rescanned it. People yep. were gonna be like, oh, that's beautiful. No, the movie no. was what the movie was. Yeah. Your trailer is what the trailer is. Yeah. And yeah. if anything, the trailer got you this. Um, but what I'm gonna say is, um, I, I wonder, in the past five years, how different that that because of Black Magic creating their own film scanners, like um, I wonder if there were two houses in LA right. that would do it, and so they were charging up the yin yang. Mm-hmm. I wonder uh, if there are more now. I wonder honestly if if I could just find a dude who owns one, and like yeah. probably just be like, hey, dude, I'll pay you a day rate. To, yeah. like, let me use your equipment for, like, I don't know, two hours and get it scanned. We almost bought... I mean, I was talking to somebody who did our reshoots on Chasing Fletcher Allen, Ryan mm. Constantino, who's a super awesome DP, super nice guy, and he's really into the film stuff. Like, he's yeah, into yeah, technical yeah. film stuff. Uh, and uh, and he's... Which makes him a really good DP and, and a good director. Uh, he was... He and I were talking about... I was like, dude, we should just... Like, we know enough people who, shoot, who want to shoot on film or shoot on film. We should just do it. Yeah, you should. You know, we should just buy one Honestly, for a thousand dollars and see, like, charge people a couple, couple yeah, yeah, yeah. like a hundred bucks here. You'll make bucks back here. your money like so fast, dude. Let's do it right now. We'll set up a little place in your in your corner. You can have one of my walk-in closets. <laughs> you can have this closet. There's nothing in there. You put, you put a you, you put your couch in front of it. Yeah, <laughs> there are two other ones. I don't have enough shit. If this I, is long-term storage. If, this is like suitcases. If I pull stuff. that couch out and yeah. I open the closet, will somebody's body fall out? I, I can neither confirm nor deny legally. Why is, uh, it, why is there blood coming out from under your yeah. couch? Uh, I will say, though... Yeah. Um, We're talking like film nerds. This is I, the most disorganized. I love um, I love shooting on film. I, I And I can never fucking do it. Why? Not because the film costs, because the development yeah. costs. Yeah. It's like, honestly, uh, buying... Like, getting enough film to shoot a short is not that expensive. Um Mm-mm. You know, it depends on how long the short is, but it, it, it especially if you're like under ten minutes, it, right. it's not that bad. Um, I shoot very. When I shoot film, I, I do not shoot you a can't. lot. No, you can't. You can't. You, it's all about rehearsal, and it's all about um, economy. Economy and um, be, being present. Like the wait, act- wait. Do you just fucking go willy nilly when you shoot digital? Is that what you're implying? <laughs> kind of. Well, well, there's more room to play. What do you think your ratio was on Velocipaster? Velocipaster's ratio, I'd say probably five to one, five or six. To That's one. not. It's not bad. No, it's not. It's not uh, Clint Eastwood. My, but it's not <laughs> my ratio on film is two to one. It's usually get the fuck. But yeah. like, are you getting? But but you were only making a trailer. Well, no, so I like, shot I shot a short film called Rules, okay. which is five minutes long, and I won a festival in South Korea with it. 
we shot it on 16mm. Um, I brought in the entire thing, 16mm, and uh, the entire budget of the film was 600 bucks. And you went two takes on everything? Yep. Yep. Basically. Yeah. I mean, of course, there was like probably one that drifted to three or four. Yeah, but there's also and one that was well, one. Exactly. Like, like one we just got it door. immediately, and I was like, all right, yeah. we got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's I, a guy walking. We got yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the, I love, but what's the word? Like the, the sort of self editing you have to do when you shoot on film. And it's, the called, fact, it's called discipline, Brandon. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that was the word I was looking for. You need the discipline and the the actors just act different. Like it's true. It's like they step up. They do. They're like, they, oh shit. They know that like when they hear that like they know that like it is time. It is time mm-hmm. to perform now or leave. Yeah. And I think that no, I don't go crazy with digital, but there is not that same thing. You have to artificially create it. Um, and you By can. yelling at them? No, I'm Sometimes. <laughs> Wait, for real? Well, for real? Uh, I, What's not, the most demonstrative you've been on set? I No, you don't yell at them. I like to set <laughs> the you. tone for the scene um, in in the calls. In, in the uh, roll camera, roll sound. Sure. Um, sometimes that, you're quiet, sometimes you're loud. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, but um, you're, you're setting the emotion for the t- scene, essentially. The emotion for the velocipaster. Yes. I'm being condescending. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you feel free to tell, punch me in the face. <laughs> but no, you've got to do that. You've got to essentially, you know, especially on something that low budget, your mood and your um, state of mind will trickle down to the crew. Yeah, absolutely. So, There's, it, I mean, because you, you're supposed to be the least talented person on set. Yes. And like... <laughs> In like, if anything, you're just there to steer other people's talents and then reap the reward at the end. <laughs> Point them in the right direction and let them do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. It's, yeah. Please be the least important, like, least yeah, talented yeah. person on the set. Like, I think I wrote that in, uh, I was applying to HBO Access last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, is cool. And um, we'll see. I don't know. You know, when you apply for these things, you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, you just sort of um, toss it out. Like, did, right. <laughs> did, when you were at the Film Threat Awards party, did you meet Kimberly Browning? She was one of the presenters. Yes, briefly. Kimberly Browning's awesome. And she asked me that night, she's like, you need to apply to HBO Access. You're Latino. And I was like, oh, fuck. okay, everybody thinks I'm white, but I will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay. And so I, I, I wrote a little thing, and I don't know if it'll help or not. Yeah. But, but just my attitude about um, being clear and respectful mm-hmm. and making sure you're the least talented person on the fucking set. It's kind of true. Yeah. And it's like... Um, Countless times in my films, I, I, I feel that way. I, I'm th- that's why it, it was it was actually hard for me. It's gonna sound very bizarre. It was hard for me to take total ownership of how much on Velocipaster I did when right. it really got successful because in my mind, um, I just I'm I did what you're describing. Mm-hmm. I just pointed a lot of talented people in the right direction. Occasionally, I would give guidance, and there you go. There's the movie. Do, do, you, do you remember like the Balsawood Racers and Boy Scouts? Yes, yes. And where you would like make a balsa wood racer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, had, you had like certain specifics that you'd mm-hmm. have to like shape them to. And then you would set yeah. them up on this little ramp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it would go up against a wood block or something. And then the wood block would get removed and all the balsa wood racers mm-hmm. would race down the track. And that's yes. kind of like what you're doing. You're like, yeah. And that's what your pre production is. And really, you're right. The captaining of the ship on set is you're kind of making sure that the balsa wood racers are properly communicated, shaped, and designed. Yep. Yep. And then you're being like, okay, talented people, I am now going to set you in these tracks, and you guys are going to do your talents 
and do them as well as hopefully you I've inspired you to do. Yes. I completely agree. And see if they get to the finish line or if fucking Brad, the <laughs> fucking kid from the other tribe won Ugh. and gets that plastic trophy that you wanted. Fucking Brad, fucking dude. Bullshit. His car wasn't even regulation. Nah, it wasn't even good. <laughs> he put weights on it. Yeah, he definitely He's a did. little cheater. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that's directing. You're right. It's truly bad. You put washers on the bottom of your car, dickhead. <laughs> and I feel and your like... your dad does cocaine. <laughs> Whoa. We're creating a narrative for Brad. <laughs> your dad's the reason the Boy Scouts are bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> oh Brad, no. I like the I knew a Brad. <laughs> I like the oh. pe- I like the people listening to the to Geekscape for the first time were like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. I thought I, this, I thought they were gonna help me unlock I'm not my gonna film lie. potential. I knew I knew a Brad and he was in my Cub Scout troop. Was so he really? He was, he was. How many drugs is that guy on now? Uh no, no, how do you end up? Is he on Facebook? Oh, he died. He did. He didn't die, but he definitely oh. had actual opioid struggles down the road. Brad, so from Jonathan and, and yeah. Brendan here, we yeah. wish you nothing but the best. That struggle is real. It we love sure you. Is. We forgive you for the Bosswood Racer yes, incident. Yeah. I've gotten over it at this point. I, and, I have. Um, perhaps we're going to blame the Bosswood Racer incident yeah. for getting you addicted to sniffing paints. It's true. Um, that really was the beginning of it. <laughs> he's like, in hey. retrospect, I'm like, oh. He's like, I'm going to glue these washers to the <laughs> oh, bottom of no. <laughs> like, oh. he's, like, he's like, oh, this glue smells pretty good. Oh, no. Rural Pennsylvania. Why? <laughs> We just wanted these kids to talk about filmmaking. So they're making, <laughs> this is like story uh, time theater. Filmmaking. Filmmaking. No, uh, fuck filmmaking. D- directing is like that. We, yes. got, we got 13 years of this. <laughs> um, so so what, it, what was animosity? Yeah. Besides the pretentious ass poster that I will well, always make fun of you There for. was a reason for the pretentious ass poster. Because I learned a lot on animosity. Um... One of the things was... Uh, please do not take that poster down. Like, oh, no, I yeah, love that like, poster. Please do not <laughs> give a shit. Like, many of the Geekscapists do not give a shit about what I say, okay? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. continue to not oh, give no, a shit. Oh, no, I really like that poster. Okay. I never take it down. It's a nice down. poster. Thank you. Um, it's And it's so much fucking better than the DVD art. Oh, my God. Oh, for real? Oh, the DVD art of Animosity is terrible. I'm sorry. We're... Um, you we're hired that guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we really pushed for that to be it. Um, anywho, regardless. Uh, my experience in Animosity w- taught me a lot. That's um, your thesis. Thesis How long is it? It is an hour and 40 minutes. Um, Jesus Christ. I made it for $14,000. What is it? Um, it is a, well, here's what I learned. Make your movie pitchable. Because the pitch of animosity is this. Okay. Um, a newlywed couple moves to a house in the middle of the woods where strange things in the surrounding forest cause them to turn against each other violently. Now, that's a fucking shitty pitch. It's a really good movie. And oh, yeah? something happens at 45 minutes in that recontextualizes the entire first half of the film and defines the second half of the film. And the important thing about enjoying animosity is not knowing what that is. Okay, so you, you how it doesn't adhere to a three-act structure. It does not. It's, That's it's good. bifurcated. Okay, so, so what were you influenced by on that? Were you influenced by some of these psychological horror movies? Like you and I talked about, like your, yeah. your shelf. Your shelf is full of these damn things. Oh yes, yes, you yes. got the most artsy fartsy shelf. Thank you. I've ever seen. <laughs> and um, but you you were fascinated. You were like into these psychological. Yeah. Things. Um. Uh, I was thinking things like I mean, 
talk about pretentious. My favorite filmmaker is Andrei Tarkovsky. I hate you and everything yeah. you represent. <laughs> I, so I was thinking, you know. <laughs> it's completely okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I was thinking, like, you know, Polanski's Repulsion, uh, Lars von Trier's Antichrist. Antichrist was a huge influence on it. Um, things like that. Yeah. Things, things, bad time movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, some of the pulp, like I Spit on Your Grave, has a lot of stuff. Sure. Um, you know, Woods movies. But, the, but you were... But were you shooting in like a dogma style, just out of necessity? No, not dogma. Uh, we the the fourteen thousand is a little deceptive because I was in film school. I was using the film the equipment. Sure. So yeah. it's like realistically, it's probably about the budget of Velocipaster if we if we rented everything. Right. Um. So from that fourteen k, you know, I was paying actors, food, transportation, basically. Yeah. Good. Um, Wait, but wait, let me, hold up. Like your thesis film was allowed to be an hour and forty minutes. Like, nope. You son of a bitch. Yep. <laughs> because <laughs> they, they very strongly, they, they very strongly encouraged against. It. Yeah, they want shorts. Yes. How did you get away with it? Because I just like, fucking did it. Because Columbia for sure was like, yeah, this this is what it did. These are our parameters. Mm-hmm. If you want to be shown at the Columbia Film Festival, which to me was only important because everybody loved Gay by Dawn, not because <laughs> sure, but yeah. they showed it last because they were. I, they didn't want the movie. <laughs> they were like, this is not what we do here. Oh, Columbia, of course. Yeah, it's Columbia. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, yeah, yeah. this is not the kind of film that we make right. here. So they put it last, which was like the biggest mistake because everybody had to sit through the other stuff. Yeah. And then this weird movie with yeah. rednecks shows up. Well, and, and it's also yeah. a fun movie. It's fun so little like, movie. put that fucking first. No, or, or put it no. In the first. I, want people to, I want people to chew glass before they see it. And then <laughs> <laughs> it, makes, it makes a movie that is just okay much better. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so what happened with it was um, I went to the School of Visual Arts, SVA. Mm-hmm. Um, and SVA strongly discouraged features, but they gave us the entire senior year to do our thesis. Oh, you're going to make a feature? Of course I'm going to make a feature. And I think James um, Mangold, in, in Columbia's defense, I think James Mangold did make a feature for his thesis. Yes. And I, would, I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. is what I mean. Um, what you, but you did have to jump through more hoops, and that discouraged a lot of people. There ended because up it's only their being, insurance, too. It's yes. their insurance, it's their equipment, and you're taking it out for a chunk. Yes. Yeah, and they don't want you to do that. Yeah, you can see, yeah. And so, what you had to do to, to go for a feature, and only me and one other student did this. Where are you um, at? What's up? Can, what does he want to do, Geekscape? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah, so, only me and one other student did this. And um, you had to submit your whole script, your whole breakdown, everything, uh, seven months before everybody else did. Mm. Uh, you had to be willing to shoot it, essentially, before your senior year. Okay. You were supposed to shoot it in the summer. Um we ran out of money, so we ended up trickling over on weekends and, and uh, you know, when everybody was Was that available. a secret? Uh, because because you kind of missed, you, you, yeah. you went over your shooting window. Yeah, there, there, there were definitely times I, I called in favors and but had other students take Yeah. But they're pickups. They are. Sometimes I would call them pickups. If it was for longer, uh, if there was a student that d- didn't need her equipment or something, I would borrow it from them. Reshoots? Um, things like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, That's so, within the rules. I think so too. Sorry, UVA. That's uh, within the rules. I, I completely feel that way. But yeah, my thought was if if they're giving me an entire year, I would be crazy not to go for a feature because I don't know when I'm going to get this opportunity again. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. Um, and I learned a lot on it. It's a really good movie. Uh, honestly, the number one th- reason people should see Animosity is the lead actress is astounding in it. I wrote the part for her. Okay. And, and where can they see it? 
I believe it sold out on Amazon, but we are actually negotiating a re-release right now. So hopefully, <laughs> why don't you just do something streaming? Oh, we probably okay, that would be part yes. of it, right? Because yes. I don't see why. You, I mean, no offense. I yeah. love my physical media. I think mm-hmm. it's important, but I think like Velocipasture's rock. Like you guys have been sold out like crazy on Velocipasture, but the phys- but the streaming, you guys are still yeah. Like this palatial place that I, that yeah. you live in, like it's paying yeah. for all this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's definitely I want it on streaming right. because it's honestly, I, and you know, I shot that movie when I was twenty or twenty-one. There's right. obviously things I want to do differently about it. I don't think it's the best movie in the world, but I think that there's really good shit in it. But you wouldn't bring it back into an edit before you did that. No. You're not touching the thing. No, no, I'm not. Don't touching touch it. the. No, thing. never. It, okay. It's a it's a piece of history, and I. I com- to, to, to you <laughs> to me yeah, yeah. and <laughs> to sometimes, me. sometimes that's all that fucking matters <laughs> yeah, yeah no I wouldn't want to I'm a firm believer in once your art is done at a certain point and whether that's song yeah it's music, not yours anything, anymore yeah you have to yeah. push it out you have to and it's you have to within your heart and mind declare it done yeah and be like I am done and barring a like some very specific circumstance um, that you can't foresee yeah uh, it's which I I have never thought of an appropriate circumstance, but I'm sure there might be. Well, I heard one. some audio scrubbing that I needed to do in the movie last night, and <laughs> yeah. I, haven't, I haven't made my festival DCT yet. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, yeah. He moved his arm, and I could hear on uh-huh. the microphone. So I was like, okay, well, we can remove that exactly. in two seconds. That's easy. Like, little things like that. But that's not structural. You're no, not, you're no. Not it's not like job of the It's hut. not like you're going back in to yeah. edit it. Greedo's not shooting first. You're not doing that. <laughs> Makangi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I don't you, need that. I, I have not watched. <laughs> I, don't so think I've watched, I don't think I've watched the original trilogy I am, since the special edition. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. late 90s. I yeah, was like, I get that. and this is no longer mine. I, they're just waiting for him to die. And the no, only I don't, good, well, he doesn't own it anymore. They can do whatever they want right I, now. I'm telling you, you that's, they're just that's staying when respectful. They're do it. Yes, I do. I, I think that they are gonna. They're waiting out for Lucas to die, and then very quickly, but in an appropriately respectful amount of time, they're gonna be like, "Hey, we got the original cuts back, and we're releasing them now." Yeah. Okay. And okay. like, uh, that's what they're gonna do. I love those things. With the oh, I'm very much excited for them to do that. You I want them like, back. Well, how you can see the blue screen squares yeah. around the TIE Fighters and stuff. That's what I want. That was, that's Star Wars. And, it is. Uh, it's a piece of history. I think there's a texture that's been lost in a lot yes. of that stuff. Where I completely agree. Like, this isn't even film anymore. And, and no offense to Marvel, which I will see every one of those movies, like opening day. Um, but, uh, like, Scorsese had something, you know, there's something that lacked, that lacked some filmic yeah. quality in those movies. Oh, definitely. They're, they're... And I don't blame J.J. I don't blame no, no, no. I don't blame any you, single person. It, it, there's, a, there's, like, a, a bunch of people that are making those. I... I here's the thing. It, it's funny you bring up Marvel, actually, because... Um, you just got a Marvel gig, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. directing all the Marvels now. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am Captain Marvel. Let's get that and... Velocipaster guy. <laughs> Lord, I wish. Uh, but I will say this. Um, Peter Jackson... Hey man. Hey man. Hey man. Hey man. Oh no, my my Lord of the Rings is going to be Evangelion. I know that for sure. You oh, for real? Oh, oh. Oh yeah, you've got some Evangelion I, stuff I up there on the shelf. Are you really? I have I have, an, I have a tattoo. Um, it's don't, true. Don't, don't show me that. I, I never don't will. Show me that. <laughs> uh, but it's right here by my pubic bone. <laughs> yeah. uh, it is my favorite franchise of all time. Oh um, shit! It's what I would want to do if I ever got that okay. kind of cloud. Um, but uh, anyway, the Marvel films—they're too polished. They they have polished out the human element. It's gotten so polished and so 
by committee that it's hard to find genuine pathos in them anymore. And I mean that both from the filmmaking and the storytelling and the acting. It, it hits a certain point of ultra-polish, where it sort of doesn't feel human anymore. Where there's like a small undercurrent of like, you know that this is a film where they did like a tone cut and then they did a second tone cut and then they had notes on the tone cut Mm -hmm. and then they had a storyboard cut with full score under it. Then they had notes on the storyboard cut with full score under it. And then there was an animatic and then there was a previs. And then they shot something and then there was a test screening with that and then they reshot that thing and then they re-edited that thing and then they just painted over it with CGI anyway. So the the tree wasn't human enough for you is what you're telling me. Yes! (laughs) So lacking humanity in the raccoon? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's like they're... I think in isolation that's totally fine. That's totally cool. But that's every movie. That's every Disney movie, I should say. Uh Uh-huh. Um, everything sort of under that umbrella that's coming out, that Star Wars, that's Marvel, that 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 is like a huge, you know, tentpole blockbuster. Sure. It is so made by committee that it's very difficult to care. I think the danger for me isn't so much that polished process, because I think that there are beats in there that I like. Mm-hmm. I love the beat where Peter Quill sees how, in first Guardians, in, that James is awesome, but... Yeah. Um, when he sees how much surgery rockets have been experimented yes. on, yeah, and, like, I think it's a that great human moment. play. I'm like, oh shit, yeah. they relate to each other. Um, and I think that there are moments of did they just do that? Like when Thor cuts Thanos' head off. Yes, I mean, I I'm agree. Like, oh, cool. Where do you go from here? Yeah, yeah. It says five years later. I'm like, oh, anything could happen. Yeah, and I, that was really cool. I like that stuff. And so, um, you know, I think, but I, but there is a Mad Libs quality to some of these. Movies like um, barring the first thirty minutes, which are really the uh, the inciting incident being in Civil War, the first thirty minutes of Black Panther, there's something very Thor one about the fighting your stepbrother for your throne element of mm-hmm. Black Panther. Yep. Um, I worry about the um, amnesia being a character trait in something like Captain Marvel or Force Awakens because mm-hmm. I, it it kind of. I think ankles your audience a little bit and yep. connecting with this character. Uh, I don't know what their life was before any inciting incident. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like, okay, what was she doing? Like, she didn't have to go to Tashi Station. Like, yep. what's this life that, what yep. is that dream that she, that, what is the dream the character wanted? Even if it's Lord of the Rings and it's to be left alone in your hobbit hole, mm-hmm. what is the dream that your character wanted that was interrupted by this quest, by this yes. adventure? Like mm-hmm. what was that? And I, I don't. And if you agree. don't establish that, then I think you get the the lack of the human element. I don't know if it's so much even on a, a rewrite, previs. This it's a it's a script thing. And I think when you're doing a Mad Libs version of what succeeded, what hit the billion dollar yes. mark, that you're going to replicate the Mad Libs of what hit the billion dollar mark, and you're going to end up with a level of redundancy. Yes, that is dangerous. I completely agree. And the first act problems, mm-hmm. you know, you've heard it. Th- mm-hmm. The problem in your third act is a problem in your first act, yeah. right? When yeah, you hit yeah, those yeah. problems, it's because you didn't set it up, set correctly. it up correctly. And um, that's my worry: is what's going on with some of these is that uh, we don't want to hurt. We don't want our characters to be in a lot of pain early on, or in a lot of, mm-hmm. or we want them to just be blank slates. 
Yeah, like well, and that's Ray, what they like keep... Ray is a blank slate to some degree. Yeah, yeah. Ka- it's, I would Carol find Danvers. it difficult to write a scene, uh, a scene with Ray. I, I would find it hard to write her character because I'm not right. even after nine hours I've spent with her. I, I find her a little wishy-washy sometimes. And it's nothing that Daisy Ridley is doing. She's awesome. She's great. She's the only thing that really... I love Ray as a character, and mm-hmm. she's 100% wise. She's effortlessly charismatic and magnetic. Um, and fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would find her difficult to write because of that problem. Right. And I think that that is the thing, is that it's an iteration of an iteration of an iteration because at the end of the day, these are movies by company. Yeah. Not individual. And and that, I think, is the problem. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of, we're hitting that apotheosis of Hollywood where everything is almost monopolized by uh, like five or six different people. Five mm-hmm. or six different companies. companies. I'm sorry. Yes. Not people. Yeah. You because did, that's yeah. the difference. You basically described politics in Texas, too. Yes. <laughs> About <laughs> five corporations run the uh-huh. thing. And, and there's and, a bunch of people being like, well, this sucks. And I don't think that's... I'm, I'm not sitting here, like, predicting the end of film. No, you'd not, take that gig in two seconds. No, no, y- yes. Well, you, you, I mean, am I wrong? You'd take that gig in ten seconds. A Marvel gig? If they drop a script on you, and the script yeah. is not what you what we are describing... If the script is very much... Oh, man, I saw this in the earlier one of your movies. You just swapped characters. Right, right. If they drop that on you, you'd take it. Maybe. Come on! I, it's one of two things. It's, and I'm, I've genuinely thought about this in moments of like. If they said you cannot rewrite, if you can't yeah. touch the script, let's yeah. say like a situation Sam Raimi found himself sure. in in Spider-Man Three, yeah, 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 because the writer yeah. strike was going on. Uh huh. That, th- that that hit Spider-Man Three worse than anything. Was the I would do strike. one of two things. Um, I would either take the gig, pocket the money, and then make something I really wanted, okay. like Del Toro did with Blade Two, um, or I would turn it down. But it, 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 but. Blade 2 was 20 plus years ago. Yeah, yeah. It would the, is the equivalent of Blade 2, and keep in mind, he had Mimic, and he uh-huh. had, uh, what was the one with the museum, um, with, uh, oh God, what was the one he did, Geekscapers are yelling at me right now. Well, well, he did Kronos. 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 I meant to say Kronos first, and then he did yeah. Mimic. Yeah. So I couldn't think of Mimic, because I just named it. Um, <laughs> so he did. He had done Kronos. Yes. That's your Velocipaster. Uh, and then he did Mimic, mm-hmm. which I think, I don't know. I, I, I have plans. It's fine. <laughs> and then he did Blade 2, which I really enjoyed. Yes. Um, I don't think we're in the same climate. Mm. And I think the the closer relationship, and uh, the closer equivalency, and we'll see how it plays out, is this uh, woman who just did the Harley Quinn movie. She, sure. she came off of her indie, success at Sundance, etc. And... It didn't turn into Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yes, it turned into Harley Quinn, which mm-hmm. you, I talked about a little bit on my intro to the show last week. And obviously, we did a Harley Quinn special with Ian and I talking about what worked and what didn't work for us on Harley Quinn. You can listen to it on the feed. But um, I worry she's going to get a tough time getting that yeah, third movie made. She is. And she's talented. She's very talented. Uh, I put it this way: <clears throat> beyond um, instead of Del Toro, maybe the better analog is Taika Waititi. Where okay. Taika had what we do in the shadows. Sure, he did Thor Ragnarok. You're he, skipping a lot of movies. Wait, no, didn't he go from what we do in the shadows to Thor? No, he did Hunt for the Wilder People before that. Between the two of them, did he? I thought he did and Wilder he did, People before no, Shadows. No, and, oh, and, then, he did, and he did Boy before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's done quite a few movies. I think we're talking about At Bats and the 
climate of let's get them young and cheap. Yeah. Which is a different climate than than Taika. I think Taika's ability to have had four movies, five movies prior is like a take it or leave it thing. Okay. You know? Then maybe, I guess, I guess Does that I'm make sense? Not. Yeah, no, it does. That's I, my I guess worry I, with this girl. I didn't have enough. I guess I didn't know enough. Why do um, you not have it over on your shelf? I know, right? <laughs> I'm a but, big Taika fan. Uh, yeah, yeah. Taika, please come do this. Yeah, oh God. Would it be yeah. fun to talk to? Um, yes. <laughs> All right, then let me let me rephrase. Right. I would probably turn it down because I don't want to be Josh Trank. I think that the Marvel model is get them young and get them young when you can control them. Hmm. Because you can basically sure. then just... If you... T- uh, whoa, sorry. Too many names floating around. Josh okay. Trank was like 27 or 28 when he did Fan Four Stick. He, mm. he was young. And I... What'd th- you call it? Fan Four Stick. Fantastic oh. Four. Yeah, uh, but what stick? What's the... Oh, what's oh the, no, because they put the four in the middle that's of That's fucking yeah. hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's literally the only way I differentiate in my mind from the yeah, first one. Yeah, no, I get it, I get it. So, uh, so he was young, and he couldn't handle the pressure, and that's why he imploded, and that's why everything happened. But, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, the, the studio's play was going to be, let's get this hungry kid. Let's use their creativity... But then, in moments that it will go away, we don't want it to go, we can clamp down and we can pull rank because they're in their 20s. And what? who the fuck are they, right? But did Fox do that? Because that was a Fox thing. And what it, did, what it cost them was a Boba Fett movie. Yes. Um, I that, think that... And that stinks. Like, Josh and... I was in an incubator at Fox... Uh, 08, 07, 08, 09? Somewhere there. And I, had, I made two pilot presentations out of it. And I think they picked, like... 10 filmmakers to do this yeah. one of them was Alex Winters who I never fucking oh. met I never met Alex Winters I'd love to meet Alex Winters and it seemed like every time I got over there to talk about my shows there yeah. were, were shows that were supposed to go either on the Xbox channel that never happened or they were so, or they ended up on Hulu mm-hmm. and, um, and so every time I'd go over there and meet with them they'd be like Alex Winters just left I'm like what why don't you just like <laughs> I started coming like five ten minutes earlier just to see just if you could bump into him. Still, yeah. no, no. But uh, but I believe Josh was part of that. Yeah, uh, a little incubator too. Okay, and we and he made something for them, and that got him over to Fox two thousand or whoever made mm-hmm. what was the movie he made with the kids or superheroes? Um, uh, Chronicle. Chronicle. Like I think that got him the hand. The 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 Chronicle thing was that he met a lot of those people. Interesting. And got it over there. Yeah, um, yeah. But supposedly nice dude. Uh, yeah, I, I bet he's a really nice dude. I've never met him. I, 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 but I think that was the studio's ploy. And I think that's been their ploy with a lot of things like Marvel movies. Okay. They get people that are one of two things. They'll get sort of like a young, exciting, almost auteur-y up-and-comer. Mm-hmm. And then attempt to control them. Because, of course they will, because the auteur is going to do what an auteur does and make something idiosyncratic and strange. Okay. And this is not what a studio wants. A studio wants proven success. But we, so, but, okay, so James and yeah. James Gunn had had four or five movies prior. Yep. Um, don't know if Universal was happy with Slither, but obviously the ones that he made, then made for lower budgets mm-hmm. did fun, you know, yeah. super, and yeah. I like that one. Um, and if somebody, you know, in that, now there's there's... News that Marvel brought in this uh, this this younger filmmaker to do a single one-off Star Wars movie. I mean, Disney brought them in to do a single one-off Star Wars movie. And Geekscape is not at the tip of my tongue. I'm not going to even try. 
but you guys can Google the story. Um, they are a minority filmmaker. Mm-hmm. They are diverse, so I think that's one thing that Star Wars desperately needed. Not that I don't like the idea of the team from Mandalorian going and making more Star Wars. I think, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. Mandalorian was so good. It's and fucking it, and terrific. It, it, that's what, that, yeah. Let's do some more Star Wars like that. Um, let's put uh, those guys in charge. Uh, but if somebody comes to you and says, hey man, you're about to buy a house. All you got to yeah. do is say yes. Gonna buy a house. Are you that worried about the third movie? I mean, not I, the fourth movie. You know, somebody's right, like, "Hey, right. Pastor, right. we're gonna make you the. You make here's your first your first studio movie. Mm-hmm. Are you that worried about your second studio movie um, that you won't take that one? I don't know. I, I I don't. I mean, genuinely, look. If they knocked on the door right now, yeah, I'd take it. Hell yes. If if I was, I I'm not getting those phone calls. If I do get that phone call one day. I assume I'll be a movie or two beyond it. Uh, beyond this. Sure, sure, and sure, sure. And I think that it will have to just be... I'll have to weigh it... I guess my point is this. It's not an immediate yes. Because I, I think I would have to weigh the options. You'd feel like it was a trap? Yeah, 100% it's a trap. Um, I like the idea... We won't reveal it here. Um, but I, like, I love the idea for your next movie. Oh, thank you yeah, so we, much. We shot it last week. It's great. Let us know what you think. We, we have yeah. uh, like, ha- comment, ha- subscribe. I'm just uploading it to YouTube right I have now. It on my laptop right now. <laughs> yeah. Is this kind of what you wanted? Very um, much. Yeah. I liked it so much. I just went and shot it. I actually had a friend from film school be like, "Hey, I was thinking about that script you wrote, and it really inspired me." So I went and I was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> he went yeah. and made your script. Uh, no, there was the DN. No, this was and this wasn't in film school. This was friend from film school in our last time we had lunch together several years ago and there was enough DNA of the idea he tried to sell me on got it there was enough remnant DNA of my idea that I was like I don't know if this is working for me anymore yeah yeah and I've had that happen with other filmmakers mm-hmm. with other stuff but you know what like they've changed it enough to where I'm like oh it's, right. ne- it's never comfortable yeah but um I think my my Buddhist Transformers Rex movie is fucking awesome. Yeah. If you don't mind watching it, I'd love to get uh, your thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely check it out. The, is it, the, it's on, it's on yeah. Amazon Prime? It, well, the religion Soren uh, universe, I think, is something that we can expand yeah, oh, on. Oh, 100%. You know. A terroristodactyl is coming out. <laughs> oh, no. And these guys, are, they, they're extremists. They're super religious. And they will swoop in and get you. They will swoop in and get you. Have you yeah. not heard? Wait, did I just make Terroristodactyl up? Is that the one you haven't been pitched before? I, I, I actually have not been pitched Terroristodactyl. Oh, we're making Terroristodactyl. <laughs> that just came out of my head because my head doesn't work. Um, oh, we're so making... Dude, I'm going to leave here. That would here. be really good. Here's the problem. We're going to leave here. And like In a week, we're going to call each other and be like... Terroristodactyl sounds kind of bad. <laughs> Because oh, Velocip- the, those, Velocip- are the, those are the ideas that percolate in the back of your I know, head. I know. Velocipastor kind of needs like a rogues gallery. Oh God, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, like if we're making like oh, if we're oh, making we're, like we're a if we're making like a trash version of like a Universal monster yes, thing, yeah, and like we need. A, a terrorist adactyl to be what Velocipaster battles, and there needs to be a movie that's Velocipaster versus Terristodactyl. Trust me, Velocipaster two is way weirder than people think. So <laughs> I, 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 we are all on similar wavelengths, but I cannot discuss that's more. A, that's the funny thing about having when we met up. We were like, I was like, oh my god, he's like you. This is problem. Yeah. <laughs>
If you met you back then, what would you tell him to make him better, or would you just drown him now? Or would you, or would you just stoke the flames and see what I think, happens? I think, Brandon, I think I'm stoking the flames. Yeah. Um, oh. Really, I should mercifully kill you. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> like, Don't become this. Oh, but I will say, to get back to your yeah, original yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be concerned about it on on moral grounds because I, I no, I'm really serious because I because you're in your twenties. Once you're my age, you're like fuck yeah. that. Yeah, I, I <laughs> make think that cheddar. It's I, I would I would want the money a hundred percent. Hell yes, and I would almost undoubtedly swallow my pride and my ego and just make whatever fucking movie they wanted, and then I would try and use the money to get something I wanted. Okay, let, let's try this because I think this is something Marvel is actually equipped to do. Mm-hmm. In, in Star Wars, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, this was actually an idea given to me by um, my, my friend Jason Trost, uh, who is shooting the... Have you seen the um, FP? Yeah, yeah. Like, he did the FP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who he is, he's, He's currently shooting, like, FP3 and 4 yeah, yeah. back-to-back. Uh, and Jason's awesome, but um, Jason um, said that, uh, uh, why don't they take, like, some of their characters, like, Man, wolf, man, thing—all the man characters. But, but like, you could take like a, a handful of these characters and take tw- five filmmakers and twenty-five million, mm-hmm. and give them each a five million dollar movie. Yep. And they're like, "Hey, we want you to do man thing, right? I would, like in the swamps, yep, yep, in yep, yep. man thing, and yeah. or we want you to do a really cool single character thing mm-hmm. because they're clearly spending more on the Netflix series. They were clearly, clearly spelling... Jonathan, you host a podcast. Let's figure this English thing out. <laughs> uh, they were clearly spending upwards of $1, $2 million on episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That. Like, you make a $5 million movie, mm-hmm. and it has that Marvel logo. Yeah. You know you're making that $5 million back, mm-hmm. and you take one of these characters nobody cares about. Yes. And you just do Machine Man. Uh-huh. As a cool sci-fi AI, yes, kind of like weird conceptual movie, mm. or you do a man thing as a horror in the woods type yeah, yeah. movie. Yeah, that I could get behind, and that I would do in a heartbeat, and that is different because I well, the and risks I think, are so much lower. Yes, the stakes well, are like whatever. And it's that's why I think everybody loves the Mandalorian. Because it was, sure, they were going to launch Disney Plus with it. It, it, It's not, it's still Disney. But it, you know, they were obviously paying attention to Rise of the Skywalker. That was the one they wanted to hit. Mandalorian was sort of a nice bonus. Was it cheap? No, it wasn't cheap. Mandalorian was shot in a back lot and it was super cheap. No, 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 it wasn't. But it was in the periphery. It was more in the periphery of their main narrative, than their main narrative. I think that's also why a lot of the Marvel shows on Netflix were so beloved. Things like Jessica Jones, things like Daredevil, mm-hmm. so beloved. And it's because they, it was, Marvel was thinking about the streaming service as their place that was safe to experiment sure. because they don't need to make back a box office. And I think that is why, if, if they were offering, if they were off, if they approached me and they were like, hey, you get, um, you get the next Captain Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. That's different from them approaching me and saying like, hey, so do you want Squirrel Girl and you'll be on Hulu? Yeah. That would be fun. I'd love that. And But I feel like the other one, and maybe maybe I am just really cynical. It's very possible. But I, I, I really think that I would be ground down by the gears of industry there. I, I think that Agreed. I would start hating it. Agreed. I mean, who are your proponents there? Like, you yeah. don't... Like, 
Um, and that's just me. I, I, this is not like me being like, "Yo, Marvel, fuck you!" Like that. I, no, just knowing I Brendan Steer, <laughs> right. I'm sort of like, I don't think I would operate I've got, well there. Um, I got friends, some of them who had been on Geekscape for the last 13 years, and Geekscape was we've we've maybe we've helped kickstart their films, or maybe we've helped uh, with their finishing funds. We've helped support their indie projects. They have made those movies. They've premiered at South by or Sundance, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, and then they've gone into those studios. Mm-hmm. And they end up coming up out of TV years later after they made or tried to make that studio movie, and it just didn't happen, or it happened mm-hmm. and it went south. And, yeah. And and I and I these are my friends, so you see them on social media, and you're like, I wonder what happened to that one person. Like it seemed like they they were like that could have been their home run. Yeah. And the home run didn't happen. And to their credit, there is such a uh, prolific, uh, proliferation of streaming and serial content, serialized content that they are able to still take even that miss mm-hmm. and go and make something that's like uh, that's that's in the streaming world and still direct, still works. Yes, yeah. You know who's the director who did? Um, she had it rough because uh, they just they, they they she disappeared for too long, uh, and I think they, it feels like they disappeared her. Um, Damn, this is gonna stink. Uh, she did uh, the the asteroid movie that was not um, Armageddon, and I think she did like the Peacekeeper. She's a female director, and she disappeared for a long time. She was a block. I mean, she was a blockbuster filmmaker. Yeah, and uh, she did that Elijah Wood like asteroid movie. Yeah, yeah, no, and, I know and Deep Impact. Deep Impact. Yeah. and Deep Impact just happened to not be Armageddon. Yeah, and uh, and she for ten, <laughs> for ten years she ends up like not really being anywhere, and then you see her do episodes of what was the um, Lindelof show where uh, it had uh, Justin Thoreau in it. Oh God, yeah. She started directing in that show, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then you see her directing episodes of Watchmen, and she's fucking on another level. Mimi Letter, Mimi Leader, Leader. Like Mimi Leader was somebody who disappeared for over a yeah. decade, yeah, yeah because yeah. Deep Impact happened to not be Armageddon, or maybe the right, follow up to right, Deep Impact right. didn't have. And then suddenly you see her start coming out, and she's doing some really, really, really solid yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you get Mimi Leader. Let's see, like she comes up and she starts to the leftovers is where she starts coming back. Mm-hmm. And you see her doing um, Shameless. She did not do Watchmen. What I saw her do, which is super smart, was the Morning Show. Ah. I've, I've been watching the Morning Show, and the Morning Show is awesome. Okay, okay. So no, Mimi Leader did not do Watchmen. Her Lindelof show was the le- leftovers, uh, but she ended up making the Morning Show. And the Morning Show, right? So smart. A perfect vehicle for a female director to talk about things because it's basically a morning show that has a sexual harassment uh, problem. Take it apart, and it's such a good show. Has <laughs> I love the morning show. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Mimi Leader is one of these people who like Hollywood. The big the box office thing didn't work. Yep, you're coming back up through streaming. Yep. I think you take the fucking risk, man. I don't. Oh, I, oh, I, I think whatever comes that door, if they come in yeah, and they're yeah. like, we want you to do. And you're yeah. just like, fuck, man. Yeah, and I... Script's written on crayon. I'd probably, like, I'd... Put it this way. In the likely event that I did take this hypothetical job you're offer... You're um, I would... I will say this. I would... To the best of my goddamn ability, I would make the hell of, of that movie. I don't think any I, of these people choose not to no, do that. No, I completely agree. 
I, I think that I would just want to keep it in the back of my head that th- those 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 cautionary tales, right. like like to sort of be like, hey, don't don't, don't get check t- out. Yeah, yeah, and don't get don't let them too win. ahead of yourself. Truly, don't let them win. Don't that, let that's them a win, great way to put it. Which is the crazy. I mean, they, they, they may win anyway. Yep. yep, but not because of you. Yes, exactly. And the alleged stories of Josh Trank like hiding or like checking out. Fuck, man, like, yeah. that's a discussion about mental health. I agree. And these are stakes that are bigger than stakes that you and I have dealt with. Yes. Yeah. But oh, definitely. But you got to fucking power up. you got to yep. surround yourself, at least in your private life or wherever is going on. Like, you, yep. he's not old enough, whatever. you got to power yourself up and be like, yeah. fuck, man, I'm about to go into a fucking lion's den. Yep, yep. And you've just got to be aware of that. And I think that I would probably take the job with that in mind and just be like, hey, they're going to, they're going to, whether they intend to or not right now, yeah. they're going to come for you. I'm so glad you said that because I actually have Kathleen Kennedy right here. Oh, Kathy, what's yeah. up? She's actually here. Oh. And uh, Kevin Feige is down the street. Uh-huh. And great, I invited great, great, him here great. because I just awesome. needed you to say yes. No, you know what? I'm just yeah. going to turn him down. I really got it. I got I got <laughs> shit to do, dude. I'm writing for the last pass too. <laughs> you don't want in this ter- terrorist dactyl, you, like maybe a spinoff? Maybe number three. You haven't, well, no, no, no. It's got to be its own thing. And then it's got to merge, merge, right? Like yeah. you can't, dude. You got to think franchise. No, no, you I can't have just have franchise. a vertical anymore. Oh no, 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 it's got to be a franchise. Oh, it's a trilogy. You think? Yeah, they weren't just yeah. like, oh, we're gonna make Captain America one, Iron Man <laughs> four, three. They didn't do that. No, no. He no. had to have his own thing over here. Yeah, yeah. Terroristodactyl has to be over here on the right, left, right? And then you're like <laughs> hoping, like, oh fuck, oh, did you see the post credits? Like there was, right, a, right, like, right. Did you see that? <laughs> I just want to say, like, we can't afford to make terrorist, terrorist dactyl right now. Yet. But if that New York actor is willing to be in the terrorist dactyl, <laughs> <laughs> if, if that free, dude, you know what? I, I flap I, your wings over to California. I genuinely don't remember his name. Like, I, I, it is completely forgotten. And I, you know what? I could probably dig through emails and emails and emails and find no. him again, but I never will. No, <laughs> I never will. I, no. I you're keeping those for I legal hope he's purposes. Okay, I and hope I you're hope good. He never I hope Brad is okay again. from the Cub Scouts. I he's hope fine. He's actually doing you. a lot better. Brad, <laughs> God bless. Uh, in yeah. So shit, man. So listen, this Velocipasta thing. We didn't talk a whole lot about it, but um, I think people know already. I think yeah. I think we're trying to get. You can go. You've been on another podcast talking about that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. You've been on another. You've written. You've done. You just did so much press. Like you, you got your fill of Lost Pastor. Go to yeah. those other sources. I don't. You know. Yeah. I ain't so selfish to be like <laughs> you can only get your sources from Geekscape. In fact, you would be pretty literate if you did. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so if you want more Velocipaster stuff, go to those other sources. Um, but uh, I like having Brandon on to talk about Brandon and talk about these views that he has towards. All the other things. That's yeah, I, I am. I, it's actually been very refreshing to do a podcast where I barely ever talk about Velocipaster, <laughs> and I mean that genuinely. Yeah, it's like yeah, I've been doing since we blew up um, in January from the the Reddit post. Uh, I, you know, I've been just doing a sort of a whirlwind press tour, and um, it's been great. And I'm ready for a break. So Are you getting a break? I am. Uh, tomorrow, I'm flying back home for a week or two, and I'm very excited to not engage with social what media. What I love is that um, I, you told me at the Film Threat Awards that you were going to take off for Indiana, or Indiana? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, for a few, why do I keep saying Indiana? Who am I thinking of? Pennsylvania, and uh, you were telling me that you were going to take a break, and I was like, oh, okay, and in my head, I was like, well, just do Geekscape when you come back, and then <laughs> you were, last week, you were like, 
we're going to do this Geekscape thing? I was like, fuck yeah, man. Like, yeah. I, I love hanging out with oh, you. Well, and that's the thing. I, I, in the last... Well, I was trying to be sensitive to what you... Because you, you told me you were doing all this press stuff. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. I was just trying to be sensitive. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, man. No, no, I'm, I'm 100% a workaholic. I'm somebody that, like, I... I I get annoyed when I don't have things lined up in my week. And I think it's just a it's a matter of balancing that. And right. I'm, I'm figuring it out, you know. Um, but it was, yeah, I, I will have those moments of uh, just suddenly remembering that I had been in the middle of a conversation with somebody about something. Mm-hmm. And in moments like that, for me, it's best to be like, send that text now because you're going to forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and... Yeah, no, I'm 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 happy that we found time to to chill. It's been fun. This will not be your only Geekscape. We will have an on-set hell yeah Geekscape diary on Velocipaster too. You're really gonna make Velocipaster? I'm making a trilogy. Okay, um, <laughs> you want to direct all of them? Yeah. Like, right, but but what about with this other one that I like? Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna make that. too. Which one are you gonna make next? Um, it depends on what gets funding first. Uh, we're in discussions with different people um, for both. But people are fired up about Velocipaster 2 or the other one? Um, I think that probably VP2 is going to be next. Uh, my my perfect plan... Is if, not to do VP2 next. Is if, to get a refresher. If, if everything lines up, here's what I want to do. Okay. Uh, in this order. Uh, here's my five-year plan. Okay, let's do this. Uh, uh, this year's probably going to be mostly fundraising and, and finding, of course. finding the money. Sure. Um... There's no problem in that. Next is Velocipaster 2. Um, not its title, but the, the, yes. the second film. Uh, after that is the serious horror film I want to make. And third is VP3. I want to... But ideally like you would have flipped those to get like a palate cleanser. Um, yeah. Yeah, ideally. But I think I think it... I think I got to strike while the iron's hot. Sure. Hot. Yeah, no, of And course. the other thing is that, honestly, it's... Fun? Yeah. And it's also... You know, we shot Velocipaster four years ago. I know. I, it's it like, just takes a while. I, I, my palate is cleansed now. Oh, <laughs> I'm, right. I'm right, sort right, of right. at that point where I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I want to make another one. But the palate of, for me, I mean, yeah. I, say, I say your palate as a creatively, but there's also that, that palate of perception. Mm-hmm. And having a Velocipaster 2 so much that you don't, do you want to get the risk that pigeonhole is the other risk? Do you I don't understand think that? It'll, yeah, I do. Um, I don't think it'll happen. Right. Um, part of the plan for... Because like, you really got to make that other movie. Yeah, yeah. Or else... Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's part of the plan for VP2 is... It, it's, a, yeah. it's hard to talk about because that that is part of it. Sure. Is that it broadens it enough and starts bringing in other inspirations from... Other kinds of things I like, which and, is why I ask: yeah. like, would you direct both of them? Because yes. not so much out of like, but that danger of being like, you know what I mean? I do. I honestly, oh, he's only the Velocipaster. You know, yeah, does that yeah, make and sense? it absolutely makes sense. Trust me, and, I don't want you fucking burning my ass with that shit. I ain't touching. I'm doing Terrorisodactyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's as it's. Genuinely, something I worry about, but it's also I think that that weird 
dichotomy has always just been there in what I do. Sure. It, it's sort of like my, my band's music is very much like that. We'll have a silly song that doesn't really mean anything. And then there, it right next to a song where it's like, let's talk about depression. Where can people listen to that band? Uh, free Parking is what they're called. We're on Spotify. Okay. Uh, free Parking with an exclamation point. Okay. There's uh, one without that's like... There is. For real? There is. Uh, they, they are a, a Milwaukee bar band, if I remember correctly. Oh. They're, we, are, we are frenemies on Twitter. They seem like really sweet guys. So. Okay. So, uh, but so we yours get is Twitter a, a, wars. Okay. okay. Yeah. Free parking with an exclamation point. Um, it's on my Twitter and shit. I, I link to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, my... I, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid of being pigeonholed. Um, and I think the reason... That I am pushing both VP2 and the other project called Montana so hard is because, at the same time, mm-hmm. is because I want, I know I'm going to make both. Yeah, whichever and one gets the, fin- the, the Whichever that, that, one finds yeah, yeah. that money first, I will make next. Sure. But I will absolutely say that I will make Montana before number three. Just out of your own sanity. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Well, and also because I think. I think it will be a palate cleanser for me at that point. And I think also after that, there's... I'm going to want to do something different. I'm going to want to spread my legs a little and be like, hey, let's... Why don't we have a movie where we're going to have to care about things like uh, verisimilitude and, like, period pieces and and being real to life as opposed to just having... How would a human react in this situation? Yeah, exactly. As opposed to Frankie Mermaid. What's what's interesting here as opposed to what is loud here? Exactly. But but I love doing the what is loud here stuff, too. Oh, God, same, same. you got to do a little bit of vice versa. It's but like that. That's that's the thing. Is like in my dream career. Yeah, I would love to be able to oscillate back and forth between those two tonal styles. Of course, kind of like how Rodriguez does sort of his adult films and his kids films. Sure, but Rodriguez, uh, he made a deal with the Weinstein's, and he said, uh, "I want to make um, this is the one I want to make next. I want to make Spy Kids." And they were like, nope, you're making the um, faculty. Mm. And the fact, because it was like that whole Kevin Williamson era yep, of the late yep, 90s. Yep, and like yep. the, the wine scene said, we will do um, Spy Kids, which is the one you want to make next. But you have to do faculty first. And then we'll make three of your movies. And I think it was Spy Kids, um, kind of as a trilogy, but Spy Kids. But Once Upon a Time in Mexico was in there too. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think that was kind of their deal it was the Spy Kids and Once Upon a Time in Mexico but he had to do faculty first for them yeah and uh, and this is something he told me directly human, yeah, yeah. human to human um, and so I uh, I think that's a good uh, you have to do that or yeah. else you're just fucking your I, brain cracks it does well and the thing is like this <clears throat> like look I adore Velocipaster I love that fucking movie sure. I really do and I, I want to make two more of them. I sure. really, genuinely do. I have with things spin-offs. I want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, yes. Don't yell at me. No, I'm not. With spinoffs. With spin-offs. I'm being serious about ter- terroristic I know you are. My produ- <laughs> you, have you met my producer? No. He's going to yell at me. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. He, last night I was making fun of him. Yeah. I was poking fun. I love you, Noam. But I was poking fun because uh, people keep asking about a gay by Dawn feature. Mm. And I'm, I'm all in, baby. But, yeah, he, yeah. but he's like, ah. And I'm like, Gnome doesn't want to make it. So anytime, anytime <laughs> someone's like, 
in conversation, like, hey, John, why don't you just do another gay butt on, why don't you do yeah. gay butt on feature? And I go, I would. Gnome doesn't want to make it. <laughs> yeah. in, in, in his defense, we have movies that are much closer to a starting line right, right. than that, but than the one I haven't even written yet. Yep, but yep. Um, I want to make it. Yep. I, I know the feeling. <laughs> and it may take, like, disappearing for three months, and then you come back, and you're like, John, where were you? I don't know, but I got this movie. Yeah. And there's a guy who's a, ter- who's a terrorist, but then it turns into a pterodactyl and, when he finds it, <laughs> when, when he tries to blow up a religious shrine. Ooh. Yeah, I'm already Ooh. writing, baby. This is part of my process. Talking yeah, to yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so they're in, like, the Middle East, mm-hmm. and they're trying to blow up one of those religious shrines, sure, right? Because sure, that's sure. what they're fucking doing. Yeah, of course. And this one curses him. Okay. I can be into that. And he turns into, into a fucking... Wait, 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 wait. Go for it, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Tell okay. me if it's too close. No, no, no. Here's what I think you should do. Because you remember how it's... they're bowling up Buddhists? Oh, totally, totally, like totally. That? Like, totally. they got to do that. I think we're doing that, but it's in Egypt. And it's when he Egypt. blows up it's one of the ancient... statues, okay. he discovers an entrance to a tomb. A tomb. And he goes yeah. into the tomb, and he's cut with like some kind of ceremonial yeah, knife yeah. or something. It could be just the curse of the tomb. Maybe he sees it as an opportunity to like try and rob the tomb, and he's like, oh, this will be... But why isn't it an Egyptian curse that has some kind of Egyptian imagery to it? Egypt's fun. <laughs> are, are these? Are these? Is there an element where? Uh, yeah, they have to be the terrorist. Yeah, yeah. Is there a bit of um, of like grave robbing that goes on here? I think so. And then in it, there's a curse. I, or I think turn... so. I, I think that they would want. Or they cut it, by or an it could even evil... be in the destruction of the tomb. In the destruction of the tomb, up. right? They yeah, blow, maybe they blow instead it up, of grave robbing, they're like, they're fuck like, that fuck thing. that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, not yeah. our God. Right. And they blow it up. Yeah. And then somebody's like hit with shrapnel or something. <laughs> One kind of <laughs> like, tiny bit of uh, like a like, sarcophagus, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, something. It's got like a, like a splinter. Or you like, have like a Wachowski-style like yeah, tracking yeah, shot yeah, yeah. Like, from this thing going. <laughs> it shoots yeah. the air, but it's got like it's made out of like like a stone or something. It's really cool looking stone, and it embeds itself, and he's. He's dead uh-huh. for like I don't know uh, right, like, right, uh, right. days, days. And, and then he comes out of a grave. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he he's, he's back. He's, he's back. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Or he's sick for that day, and he's Oof. seeing these feverish dreams Oof. of like ancient times, prehistoric yeah, yeah, times. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's like, "Well, oh. and here's here's what I think the journey he comes is. back when he comes back to when he comes back to consciousness. He's like up in like a nest." <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, and he's like, and he's like, how did, how did I get up here? Here's what I think the journey is. Here's what I think the journey is. He's, he's, so obviously he's an Islamic gentleman. I think that through this, this interaction with Egyptology, okay. he learns to become more tolerant. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's actually sort of like teaching him that like, hey man, you can be religious the way you want to be. So you want him to be a little lie. bit of a good guy. Oh, yeah. Okay, but what about when he fights the Velocipad? Oh, well, that's when he's bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, hey like, man, we can, we can have a misunderstanding happen. They have a misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. like, okay, so it's like when the Avengers fought the JLA. Yeah, or, or even just like, honestly, Doug could even just be like, hey, you're a fucking terrorist. And he's like, not anymore? It's like, I only believe in one God. Well, I only believe in one God. It's like, oh, then let me have to fight. Martha! Save Martha! That's their moment. Okay, okay, okay. It's them both being like, wait a minute, I'm a monotheist too. Have you not understood that so many of our religions share the same stories? That we all come from one source? And the source was all a meteorite hitting the planet and and extinguishing our race? Have you heard of Xenu? (laughs) 
<laughs> and they both become Scientologists. That's, no, that's the end of it. Spoilers. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Spoilers, bro. Walk that back. Walk in the back. I don't know what walk happens to the Walk it back. Movie. We have to form the writer's room. Okay. But, yes, I will say I want to do both. Um, okay. Because at the end of the day, as much as I adore the Velocipaster films, uh, soon-to-be films... Um, you know, I am a pretentious art horror guy, and I want to make a pretentious art horror film. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to at some point. I don't know if it's going to be. I don't know when, but I know I'm going to do well, it. Well, I like your idea for it. Well done. Um, all right, guys, that's Brandon. You guys can follow him online and uh, find all his socials. What's your Twitter? I'm at Brendan Steer okay. on everything. You got it. B r e n d a n s t e e r e. Brendan Steer. Brendan, thanks for calling Geekscape, Ming. Yeah, of course. It was a lot of fun. Bye, buddy. <laughs> How awesome is Brendan? He's just, like, immediately one of my favorite people on the planet. Uh, and I think you can tell in this conversation, we really kind of forgot we were doing a podcast and just started nerding out with each other. <laughs> if you want to see Velocipastor versus uh, Terrorist, Dactyl, Terrasidactyl. Um, you know, hit Brendan up on on social media. He's, as he said, he's Brendan Steer on everything. So hit the guy up and be like, "Yo, we gotta see this Velocipastor versus Terrasidactyl." <laughs> I'm gonna have to learn how to say that word. Um, and uh, and you know what? We'll 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 take a, like two weeks and we'll go out in the desert and we'll shoot it or something. But. Um, Go watch Velocipaster on any streaming service you can find it on. I think it's on Amazon. And uh, hang tight for Brendan's next project. I've got some cool Geekscape guests coming up in the future. Um, my friend George Pepe, who's my producer, has done an amazing job of reaching out to some people that you suggested. So we, we went on the Geekscape Forever Facebook page and we said, Hey, who do, would you guys like to have on future Geekscape episodes? Um, and some of you guys responded, and I'm always open to those tweets or those Facebook messages or the Instagram uh, comments of saying, hey, you should have this person on the show, or I'm really into this person, because I've pretty much gotten at least a fourth, if not more, of my guests from your suggestions. I am not the most culturally adept in the geek space, even though I do a show called Geekscape. Uh, there is only so much that I can uh, that I can keep up with, and you guys really are my barometer for what uh, is cool and what what's fun and what you guys are into. So please, with those powers that you have, my hive mind, my beautiful Geekscape hive mind, go out into the internet or into the world if you're at a comic convention or something, and talk to people about coming on Geekscape and talk to me about reaching out to them. Uh, and bringing them on to Geekscape because I love doing the show. I love learning about how other people tell stories and I love sharing that stuff with you guys. So, that's what I got this week. Hope it's been, I was going to say educational and fun together. I hope it's been fun. I hope it's been educational. I hope it's been fudgecational. <laughs> Stupid. And, uh, yeah, Geekscape forever. Check it next time. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 